It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 707, 52 degrees outside. Welcome, my friends. I'm glad you are here. Wherever you are right now, driving around 285, driving up and down 75, 85, I-20, whether you're still in bed, whether you're eating breakfast, whether you're walking the dogs down the street, wherever you are, welcome. I'm glad you're here. If you have a question about your lawn, your landscape, anything that has to do with things that are green or brown or colorful or blooming, not blooming, if you have a question about them, it's easy to remember. 404-872-0750. And I have a big announcement to make. Great announcement. This is going to be fun. We've set up another garden trip. You know, we back during the early part of the year, back in January, I talked about taking a group of gardeners to France and Italy, and that filled up pretty darn quickly. And I thought, there's enough people in Atlanta who want to go on trips to see pretty gardens, but not only the pretty gardens, but see historical, cultural things, not just focusing on pretty flowers all the time. Let's do another one. One of the places that I have really enjoyed being here in the United States is the Pacific Northwest up in Seattle and uh, Victoria, Canada, Bouchard Gardens. Some of you have been to Bouchard Gardens and know that it's like Disneyland for flowers. It is the greatest place in the whole world to see how pretty Bouchard Gardens is. The Olympic Peninsula outside of uh, Seattle and Washington State is just gorgeous green mountains, jungles. I mean, literally, jungles. they got rainforest here in the United States at the Olympic Peninsula. You've got the Pike Market there in, um, in uh, Seattle. And the one thing that I think is really going to be the highlight of the trip is a visit to Heronswood Garden. Some of you know the name Dan Hinckley. He is a world-famous plant explorer, and he is buddies with two of the guys here in Atlanta, Scott McMahon and uh, Ozzie Johnson. And the three of them are like the three musketeers going around to Vietnam and China and Thailand and all over the world looking for new kinds of plants and new things to bring into the, into the uh, landscape and nursery world. And so Dan Hinckley lives out in Seattle, and I've got to be friends with him. And he says we can come by and see his own personal garden and talk to him personally. Whoa, i got to hear some adventures from Dan Hinckley. So that'll be a bunch of fun. We ride the ferry, of course, back and forth. We're going to see in quaint little inns. This is going to be a bunch of fun. And I've got all the details at WalterReeves.com. So if you want to go to the Pacific Northwest, I believe we're thinking of it sometime in July this year, then check it out. And if you're interested in going, get your deposit in pretty quickly. Deposits are refundable under most circumstances. So look at the details, get all the, uh, the link to the Earthbound Expeditions that does the mechanics of the trip. And I hope you'll go with us. It'll be a lot of fun. The Trip to the Pacific Northwest in July 2016. Fran's out in Stone Mountain. She's got a bad, bad animal in her yard. Hey, Fran. Good morning. Hi, Walter. Yes, I've got. <clears throat> excuse me. I've got a problem with raccoons. Yeah. I believe they're the ones that are pulling up all my newly planted annuals, and that. don't know what to do to get them to stop. We have a fence along the back line with mm. 
Mm. Three rows of barbed wire, and they still managed to get over it. What about squirrels? Is there any chance it could be squirrels doing it? No, I don't think. We don't really have a problem with squirrels. We have some feral cats that come in the yard, and I sure. feed them. So, um, but I take the food out at night because I know the raccoons will come and get it. So tell me more about what the actual physical, what do you see when you wake up in the morning? The plants are neatly dug up out of the ground and laid on top. And the other day mm. there were 10 of them that were all pulled up and they do it it's almost like a raccoon because they have those big paws those yeah. hands yeah. Yeah. um and um they're laying neatly on the ground and i <laughs> if the other day i lost one of them because i didn't notice it and the sun was out and yeah it's a dry the plant so i don't know what to put out to keep them out of there just for your own and my own confidence in the diagnosis and the identification, look around for paw prints, because raccoon paw prints are very much different from squirrel prints. You rarely, if ever, see a squirrel print, but raccoons, big hands, you know, thumbs sticking out to the side. Look around, just for fun's sake, to see maybe on the uh, curb on the street nearby. I don't know where you would have some place that would have a little bit of mud or sand that they would walk on, but that's Curious, well, we see. see, we live, um, there's a woods in our backyard, so we put up a fence to keep the deer out, yeah. and I have pine straw going back there because I made a woodland garden, and you can see where the pine straw has been. It almost looks like a bear print, almost. Ooh, yeah. All right, big, nice, big handprint, about an uh, inch, inch and a half maybe wide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a raccoon. I think All that's right. what it is. That said, if we can identify the animal, that would make you think I have something that's going to be a miracle raccoon Oh, repeller, and okay. I don't have one. I, I know it's a raccoon because also I, we have a gazebo, and that's where I keep the cat food for yeah. the feral cats. And I, if I don't take it in at night, I've seen them out there. Yeah, yeah, the raccoons come yep. eat outside mm-hmm. dog food and cat food. The only thing that I can think of that might be useful, Fran, is the motion-activated water sprayers. And there's oh, one okay. brand name called the Scarecrow, and there's another one called Spray Away. And you can buy them, I think, Think at hardware stores around town. I know I got mine on Amazon, so if you want oh, to go okay. there, you can. Um, if you want to really see what they look like, uh, I have one page on my own website that's devoted to nothing but cool tools and funky fertilizers. <laughs> so, oh, okay. If you, go, if you go to my website, just type the word funky. It'll take you oh, into that okay. page. It's a whole Good. list of weird things that I've seen. And this is not weird particularly, but it's one of those that you wouldn't see at every Pike Nursery around town, the Scarecrow or the Spray Away. And you get the link there and the details about you know what it looks like and what it works like and all oh, that. Oh, okay, because I have put malarganite out because I know it's yeah. supposed to keep the deer away, yeah. but it's not keeping them away. Sometimes, sometimes, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But the spray away, I, maybe, I maybe not, question. too. Go ahead. Um, I have St. Augustine lawn, and what yeah. is the best time to put out um, the insecticide for the singe bugs? Ooh, smart thinking, because Walter was thinking the same thing <laughs> yesterday. I'm okay. going to wait till the first week of May. First week of May, okay. Yep. Yep. And that's a smart question, Fran, because we know that getting ahead of the problem is way better than getting behind the problem. Ooh, I know that. Yes, we've had cinch bugs. Yeah. yeah. First week of May. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling, Fran. It's okay. great talking to you. Okay, bye-bye. Tony's in Cedartown. Let's go and talk to Tony about his uh, weeds. Hey, Tony, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Yes, we have a two-level terrace behind our house, and we put uh, fruit trees in the terrace. Yeah. And we want to keep the weeds down. We don't want to have to mow back there or anything. So yeah. we just want to know what would be the best mulch to use in that area. Free wood chips. What type? Free. Free wood, wood chips. Chip. You got it. 
There's nothing better than free and free things better than wood chips for a mulch for a big wide area like that. And uh, so get some wood chips. Um, Oh, Tony, 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 let me think here. How thick should I make it? About two inches. Okay. Two to three, maybe. Pull them away from the trunks of your trees. I want it away from the trunk by 12 inches on all directions from the trunks of your trees. Okay. There is a place here in town, an app, actually. And my brain is not fast enough to remember. Mark is the guy who runs it. All right, if you Google, just say free wood chips Atlanta or something like that, it'll bring you up to an app that says what's your zip code and address. And arborists register on there, and homeowners like you who want some register on there, and that sort of matches them up. So if the arborist can say, all right, great, here's Tony. He's over in Cedartown. I've got a load of chips that I want to be uh, having in, in that general area. I'll drop them by his house. They give you a call say Tony where do you want them you say right there by the terrace and then you and your wheelbarrow and your five friends go out there and spread the chips around so that's what you do all right that's great man. I appreciate the advice all right man we'll see you soon bye 16 minutes past the hour and uh, Diana has been waiting really patiently let's get to her in just a minute here Diana hi good morning good morning how are you I'm fine Diana how can I help well I have two quick questions for you the first one is I heard you talking to that other caller about moss. Yeah. I think it would be kind of cool to grow moss oh, in it is. my yard. Beautiful. How beautiful do you lawn. do that? Because it's so soft on your feet. You know, I just think it's so beautiful. So remember the things I said. Moss loves water, shade, hard soil. Right. Provide that, and nature will provide the moss. And can you buy moss? Yeah, but there are so many people like my caller a minute ago who have it already who would be happy for Diana to come to their house and get some. (laughs) If you have any kind of gathering, you know, neighborhood party or church or something like that, if you just ask a few people and say, do you have any moss going in your yard or landscape that I can have? They'll just eat you up and say, yes, ma'am, come here and get mine. (laughs) Okay, okay. I will make sure to do that. Next question. Um, and then the other question I have is we have started a vegetable garden in our backyard a couple years ago. Yeah. I had an opportunity to chat with you at the Pike in Marietta. Good. And we have had some successes and some failures. And my husband and I were talking last summer how cool it would be if we had, like, a, a garden doctor. Huh. Do you know anybody that you could call, like, you know, a couple, two or three times a year, and you'd say, come look oh, at this, what yeah. did we do wrong? You know? I mean, is there anybody that does that kind of thing? There actually are a couple of people who I call them more horticultural consultants rather than garden doctor. But garden doctor sounds like the right right uh, word for it. Um, if you will privately send me an email, Diana, on okay. my uh, website down at the bottom right-hand corner, it says Contact Walter. And so okay. click on that, and that will open up an email program, and you can just say, hey, Walter, give me some ideas of people who can, uh, who can come look at my garden and tell me what needs and doesn't need. Okay, I would love that. Thank you so much. You bet, Diana. Thanks so much for calling. Have a great weekend. It's 718. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Rain moved out of Atlanta. Clouds will be here a little bit longer, but it's going to be partly cloudy throughout the day with no rain in sight. 
Lows 60s, low 60s this afternoon, clear skies tonight, and lows in the, let's call it the low 40s. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Tim is out in Marietta and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Tim. Good morning. Hey, Walter. What can I do for you? I want to know if I've killed my 30-year-old azaleas. Um, they're about six feet tall, and they had some dead branches in them. Yeah. And I had the tops of, when the landscapers came, they pruned, severely pruned the tops of them, mm-hmm. but left the flowers around the front towards the street. So I want to know, should I finish the job of pruning off the flowery part mm-hmm. after um, the blooms are finished, or should I just leave it for next year, or... You know, it's only going to be a week before the blooms are pretty faded and dropped off. Enjoy If you like the flowers, Tim, leave the flowers on there for at least another week, and when they fade and flop off, then you can prune then. You'll be safe. Okay, great. It's not going to kill it. I mean, I took one down, it's been, what, two and a half years ago now, that was easy, eight feet tall, in front of a friend's daughter's bedroom, and we took it down to about five feet, I guess, from eight to five, and it's blooming, looks happy, looks healthy, covered in green, no problems, you know, no no harm, no foul. So you can do severe pruning on azaleas, but simply because they're pretty right now, I wouldn't prune them unless you just have a reason to prune while the flowers are on. It won't hurt them particularly to prune right now with the flowers on them. You just don't get the flowers. Okay. I'll I'll wait another week. All right, then. Thank you. Nothing to it. Thanks for calling, Tim. Yep. Don't forget that if you go to WalterReeves.com, you can do all sorts of interesting things there. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook. You can uh, follow me on Pinterest now. You have to sign up for Pinterest, of course. And you can also sign up for our email newsletter. Lots of good information. Every two weeks we send out this email newsletter with pictures and weeds and problems and things like that. Gold medal plants in the last issue. A question about how to severely prune a big fig and how to prune a peach tree. Back from 10 feet tall down to about 6 feet tall. Pictures and everything on how to do that. The email newsletter is completely free. All this is completely free. All you got to do is go to WalterReeves.com and click on the appropriate links for saying. It's 727 and one half. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 7.35 on a Saturday morning, 51 degrees outside. What a beautiful day it's going to be for gardening. And if you're thinking about planting some azaleas today, I hope you'll consider Encore Azaleas, our friend Buddy Lee from Encore Azaleas. We will listen in a little bit and talk about azaleas. If you have a question about azaleas, any kind of azaleas, Encore or any other azalea, save those questions up. And we'll have Buddy answer them for you a little bit later on in the morning. Don't forget that also a little bit later on today, I'll be at Sun City Peachtree down in Griffin at the sales center there. I'll be there from 11 to 1. You can bring by any bug, any weed, any question, any conversation you want to have about gardening. That is Sun City Peachtree down in Griffin. Go to my website and see where's Walter to get more details about that. As well as next Saturday morning, I'll be at the Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery. 
of the remote broadcast, and you're welcome to come and join us and bring an appetite because the Chick-fil-A people, I believe, will be supplying our Chick-fil-A biscuits and some coffee there for us. And the first ones to get there get the best Chick-fil-A biscuits. Speaking of best, we have the best call screener in the entire United States at Ashley Frasca today. Wow, thank you. And Ashley's, Ashley's main focus, as you know, during the week is screening calls for Herman Cain and being part of the triple team traffic trooper team. And the other thing that she's good at is controlling weeds. <laughs> I try. Gosh knows I try. <laughs> so rather than us just talking about weeds during breaks during the show, we have a segment we call Weed of the Week, where Ashley goes and finds a weed and we talk about how to control it. What have you found this week? It just feels so much more purposeful to have this segment to make it worthwhile rather than me <laughs> right. just going out, pulling them and throwing them in the woods. Yeah. So I at least take a picture for you and yeah. for the listeners and then throw it in the woods. Yeah. But so this week I found in more of a kind of shaded spot in my in my lawn that stays kind of wet and damp, an area where dandelions are just really happy to live, yeah. is this spiny south thistle. Did I, I say that right? That's right. Spiny south thistle. You so know. it grows tall and leafy and really does make you think of a dandelion, but the shapes of the leaves are yeah. a little bit different, and it's almost like a little bit more of a, a warm green than dandelion leaves, but it's spiny. It's yeah, definitely it's spiny. It's mean looking, mean mm-hmm. looking, but it's not that sharp. I didn't find it to be that sharp when I touched mine yesterday. So you can actually pull it up. That's exactly the way to do it. You can use a trowel or anything just to go underneath. It has a not a massive tap root, but you know, it's got a little bit of a tap root. So take a trowel and go underneath it, plug it up out of the ground, throw it in the woods. That's your main control method, I think. Is yeah, absolutely. Control. No need to spray it. It was no. really easy to pop up. And I mean, they, they grow so large. I had let this one, unfortunately, get to almost a foot tall. Jeez. But um, there's only just a few here yeah. and there. It's yeah. not like they're really, really super invasive. But yeah, I mean, it had gotten pretty tall. And now with a couple of days of rain, I'm sure people are going to start seeing they're these easy. brighten up in their yard. Easy so. to pop. If Very you, neat. If you want to use chemical, chemical control, because that's just the way you want to do it, you could use a spot spray of Roundup or one of the non selective weed killers or organic non-selective weed killers. You could uh, use the Bonide Weed Beater Complete. You could use Scotch. You could use Ortho. Any of those would work as a chemical control, but the trowel and Ashley's method of flipping it into the underbrush works just fine. Right. So Spiny South Thistle, if you want to see what we're talking about, you can go to wsbradio.com. And in the search bar, type in Weed of the Week, and you'll see the whole photo album. Right now, we have three weeds in there. We do one every Saturday. Oh, we'll And you've got more. great pictures on your website, yeah, too. Folks Penrose. can go to WalterReeves.com and see see the comparison. You had the comparison of the dandelion up next to this. So but We're going to have more weeds than you can <laughs> shake a stick at, Ashley. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> Thanks for doing it. Thank weed you. of the Week, Ashley. Let's go to the phones. Bo is out in Hiram, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Bo, good morning. Good morning, Walter. What's up? Hey, um, my fiance, um, she's got five crepe myrtles in her yard, and uh, they're, they're right by the road, and they look real nice. Uh, well, early spring next year, the county's coming in and putting a ditch in. Got it. And she's, she's already done all the paperwork, so it's, it's happening. Um, she's devastated, and I'm trying to figure out, if, would it be easier to move, move these crepe myrtles or just let the county get rid of them and plant new ones? How big of a boyfriend are you, Bo? I'm 6'6". Six, six. Oh, that's some crepe myrtle planting Bo right there. <laughs> How tall are these crepe myrtles that she wants moved? Uh, they're, they're probably about a foot and a half tall. I'd say about right at eight feet. Mm, 
I can tell you how to do it with the most success. I'm not going to guarantee anything, but you mm-hmm. being the big guy you are and a little bit of braininess from the weakling here on the radio, maybe we can get them moved. Although, to be truthful, Bo, probably planting new ones is, makes more sense than anything, but you want to show how big and strong you are, and I know that, so I'll tell you how I would do it if I were going to do it. The advantage you have is having this entire spring this year, summer, fall, and then next spring where they're going to move and, and, and go in and do all the construction there. What I would do is a technique called root pruning. And root pruning is just that. You get a shovel and you go out about a foot from the trunk of all of these uh, eight-foot-tall crepe myrtles and shove it down in the ground and jump on it. Big guy, jump on it. you got to jump hard so you drive the shovel right into the ground and sever every root that you can find a foot away from the trunk of the crepe myrtles. And by severing the roots, it will still be in the ground. It will still have a chance to regrow, regrow some more roots during this spring and summer. And then the time to transplant it is next fall, when the leaves have all fallen off of it, sometime in, I don't know, November probably. And that's when you get out and dig. And what you'll find is having severed all those roots, it'll be easy to pop them up out of the ground. And you can move them over to the new place. They're eight feet tall. You know, take a nice place for them, pack them into the ground, keep your fingers crossed, and by next spring they'll be leafing out and blooming in the summer. Your girlfriend will love you even more. Oh, it's so sweet. So that's what I think you can do. Or you can go to Pike Nursery and buy a bunch more and let these just go on the tractor trailer and go away. Okay, and I, I, I hadn't looked at them yet because every time I go to Pike, I end up getting just kind of mesmerized because I, yeah. I'm, um, I'm. I've always liked gardening. I used to work at a hardware store, yeah, sure. and uh, I've I've never had a garden. And uh, so she and I've been together. Uh, she's got a house and everything. We've been talking about doing a garden and everything. Sure. And sure. Uh, so I, I was kind of curious if about really the price range if there's a real expensive tree or not. And I just I haven't done my research on it yet. The eight foot tall ones are going to be relatively pricey, but. Crepe myrtles become eight foot tall in about a year and a half, and so it's not going to oh. matter if you got a small one that says this is a tree form crepe myrtle. And you need to do some research. I know, Bo, read some labels and see how tall they get, so you know how to plant them and where is the right space for the size that you're looking at. Uh, but if you read labels, they can grow very rapidly. You get shrub form crepe myrtles, tree form crepe myrtles. You read the label, make your choice. Uh, awesome. I appreciate you answering my call, Walter. Tell your girlfriend we all said hey. We'll do. All right, we'll see you, Bo. All right, thank you. It's 43 minutes past the hour. We got Mark out in Snellville, and he has a weed he wants identified as well. Hey, Mark, good morning. Hey, Walter. I was calling because I have a weed that is a short-like weed, and if you step on it or touch it, it's like got sharp little spines on it. And I remember you saying something about it a couple of years ago that you step on it and it makes you want to cuss or something (laughs) like that. The sharp little spines, you mean you step on it when you're barefooted? And that's when yeah. you make you want to cuss? Yeah, yeah, spur weed. Yeah. Or burr weed, spur weed, bad weed, uh, many different names for it. The one that I think is most common in Snellville, Mark, is the one that is an annual, this is good news, an annual grass, grassy kind of weed, and has spurs at the end of the seed head. And the way you prevent it is using a pre-emergent. You've heard me many, many times talk about using pre-emergents for crabgrass and to keep the seeds from uh-huh. germinating. That's exactly what you do with this stuff. You put a pre-emergent down around right now and put it down. Okay. Uh, consider doing another application around the f- first of June would be about right. And uh, if you okay. do two apps of pre-emergent for crabgrass, just get the crabgrass pre-emergent, put it out. 
the seeds will not germinate, they'll rot, and you can walk on your lawn in bare feet without saying bad words. That's great, because I've done it before, and I started seeing some of them come up again. Yeah. I said, uh-oh, there's something wrong here. Yeah, coming yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get rid of them. If you, oh. if you see some coming up right now, uh, do a little spot spraying with uh, Roundup or one of the non-selected herbicides. Okay, great. Right. And also, it's about spraying peach trees and various fruit trees. Is, yeah. What type of spray would I use on that? Is it time to do it again? Uh, it's time to get started. You should have started already when they were blooming. Go to my website. I don't, I don't have time to do the full da-da-da-da-da, Mark, but go to my website. Just type in peach, peach spray. Maybe that'll get you to the right page immediately, and it'll give you the okay. full schedule of what to spray, when to spray, and how to do it. Okay. All right. Definitely will. Thank you very much. Nothing to it, Mark. Thanks for calling we got time, I'm sure, for Debbie to come in here, because Debbie is a really fast talker, and she can say her question really, really quickly. Hey, Debbie, good morning. Hi, hi, Walter. I, I heard you all talking about the spiny weed. Um, I've had trouble with dandelions also. Yeah. Um, they've been bad in Marietta this year. Sure. And I, I have never missed a pre-emergent date every yeah. six months. Yeah. Um, but... And so because the dandelions have been bad, I've already put down weed and feed this year, and it's mm-hmm. only the end of March. Um, do you have any other ideas to get rid of the dandelions? I've pulled them out, of course, by the roots. But I do, I do, I do, and one of them is pulling them out by the roots. The other one is to remember that dandelions, unlike a lot of weeds, are a perennial. They come up from the roots every year, and so those pre-emergents help prevent seeds from germinating. It is true. But the dandelions that Debbie didn't get to last year and the year before are still coming up from the same root crown out of the ground, making more seeds, making a nuisance of themselves. And so what I would use is one of the three, I call them three-way weed killers, or maybe sometimes four-way weed killers. They have four or three different chemicals in them. Weed Beater Ultra is one you get from Pike. Um, the uh, Bayer Season Long Weed Control is one you can get from Pike and from the big box stores. The Ortho Weed Be Gone Max is another one that's available. And these give real broad spectrum weed control in a lawn. The ones you okay. can't dig up, this will control. The little ones you can't find, the ones that haven't developed into anything you can see yet. Okay. But that's what I would use is one of those three or four way broadleaf weed killers. Okay, what was the first one you mentioned from Pike? Uh, Bonide Weed Beater Ultra. Bonide Weed Beater Ultra. You okay. got it. You got it. All right, I'll keep trying because they, I've been, I've been I'm down on my knees trying to get them all up, but they just. <laughs> it is a persistent oh. job. It's one you have to just keep working at, and if you do that for a couple of years, Debbie, I think you'll get control. But you got to know how to do it and what to do, and weed beater and the other techniques. I think will work for you. Thanks for calling, Deb. It's seven forty-seven at News Talk WSB. Back with Buddy Lee and Encore Azaleas right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News ninety-five five at AM seven fifty WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News ninety-five. And AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. April showers, well, they're gone. It's April 1st yesterday, April 2nd today, and all the showers are gone. Thank goodness for that. Partly cloudy skies today, no rain, highs in the low 60s, overnight low temperatures in the low 40s, and you complete an accurate weather forecast. Comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Buddy Lee is our guest this morning from Encore Azaleas. And, Buddy, 
I mean, let's talk just briefly. The big azalea introduction of the season is the autumn autumn fire. fire. Well, good morning, Walter, and, and glad to be here. Tell me more about autumn fire. What's the deal? Well, the autumn fire is more of a dwarf compact growing uh, um, one of the encores, but. I guess the most outstanding aspect about it is the the deep red flowers that really just stand out. It has a really good multi-seasonal bloomer, yeah. uh, good uh, good uh, dark green foliage in the growing season, and in the wintertime, the the foliage turns bronze. So it's got mm. a lot of seasonal aspects to this right. this azalea. And so autumn fire available at Pike and around at other nurseries around town. Yes, and this is the this year is the first you know first offer for sale that we've been I've been working on this plant for quite quite a number of years and we've got the production up now so they should be a plenty of plants out in the retail areas and around Atlanta. How many years? How, many, how long does it take to do an Encore Azalea? Well, uh, a lot of the uh, the Encore Azaleas, some of them are 10, 12 plus years before they're released from actual, wow. from from the control cross. I forget the date on, on when, when the autumn fire uh, was actually crossed and right. then selected out. But I would say it's been a good 10, 12, 12 years. We don't – a lot of the plants go through a lot of different evaluations. So basically you cross it, you hybridize this right. plant 10 or 12 years ago and then kept – evaluating, planting, making sure it was vigorous, making sure the flower color was right, that it was a stable plant, and you had all the other characteristics you were looking for. Right. How many out of your first control cross, you must have had 20 or 100 maybe plants, and then only one is what came into the autumn fire, right? Right. Well, in this particular group of plants, I believe it was close to 200 plants initially okay. that was at blooming stage. Right. Uh, a lot of them get discarded when they're, you know, we – I, I overdo the seedlings. I, I do the um, the control pollination. I germinate the seed, and I, I just have a hard time throwing away plants. <laughs> and uh, just they just get everywhere. But um, you know, certain plants just just come out real quick. I mean, yeah. this the autumn fire with it's got a dark black blotch. Right, and that's and, what makes it pretty. And and that brings out the red. Awesome. All right. So if you want to see an autumn fire in bloom and in leaf as well, go to Pike Nursery. I'm sure they would have some auto fires. They'd be happy to show you in the big, colorful Encore Azalea block there. It's 7.57 at News Talk WSB. Coming up in the next half hour, Mary Ellen in Lilburn wants to know how to move a four-foot-tall Japanese maple. And Deb in Lilburn wants to know how to choose the right fertilizer. If you have a question about gardening, 404-872-0750. Particularly if you want to know about Encore Azaleas and Azalea culture, it would be a great time to call 404 872 0750. We'll be back after news. Somebody do. Oh, yeah, I wait tables.